0: Welcome to the weekly sermon by Generations Church. We hope you enjoy this message from our special speaker. Praise the Lord, everybody. We're so glad you came this morning, and we're going to have a beautiful time today in God's Word for this service and also again tonight. This morning, we're speaking to you about the authentic Christian life. Not everything that is called a Christian is a Christian. Not everything that is called a church is a church. Not everything that's called a human is a human. What makes things what they really are is that they are the representation of the original. And so this morning I want to talk about authenticity, genuineness, And the real thing, you being a real Christian. Because obviously there are many types of Christians, many types of people who say they are Christians. But the Bible, our roadmap to God's mind, the Bible, our path to God's nature, the Bible, our key that unlocks God, the Bible that empowers us and gives us supernatural powers and abilities to live a life we cannot live on our own by ourselves. The Bible, illuminated by the Holy Spirit, touched by the Holy Spirit, contains all the powers we need to be like Jesus. Praise God. I don't think anybody who will meet Jesus, either on this side or the next side, Would ever really reject him if they really believed who he was. The way Jesus is, is so compelling that anybody with any intelligence at all would want to be close to him. Because we all want to be close to anybody and anything that loves us. Because anything that loves us cures us. We are made sick by things that are sick. But we are made well by things that are whole. So God is whole. He's not in pieces. He's not broken like we are. He isn't motivated by pain or bitterness or hurt or the memories of pain, betrayal, rejection. He's not motivated by those things. He's not like we are. We're human and sense-oriented, dominated by our emotions, ruled by our bad memories conquered by our inability to get over a loss or something that was taken from us, stripped from us, stolen from us, or an abuse or a pain. And we carry these things throughout our lives and make many decisions because of those things. We form friendships based on them and we end friendships based on them. So to be authentic, to be an authentic Christian is not an easy thing. The first thing is there's it's not cheap. God is not cheap. The price Jesus paid was not cheap. And what we are going to have to do to be genuine, authentic Christians is not cheap. There's not a cheap road to divinity. Right. It costs you something to be like Jesus. But if you're not like Jesus, the Bible does not work for you. Right. Therefore, Christianity does not work Therefore, the promises of God do not work. Therefore, everything God tells you should be a certain way will be a different way. Because the Bible is written for genuine people. It is written for authentic believers. It is not written for hypocrites, exploiters. It is not written for people that take advantage of the weak. It is not written for liars. It is not written for perverted people who have no desire to change. It is not written for users or abusers or betrayers. It is not written for those people. It is written for those only in the form of wanting to lead them to the cleansing stream of Calvary. It's written for somebody who says, I really mean this. This is really what I want to do. I really believe this is the right thing. I really believe this is the way I'm supposed to live. And I really believe this is the life I'm supposed to have. If you have that heart, then the Bible is written for you. The powers in the Bible are for you. And if you conform to the voice of God and the will of God, then you will become the person that you were born to be created in the image of God, living the life of God and producing the fruit of God. So Christianity and what we're talking about, the authentic Christian life, is not cheap. It also cannot ever happen without the help of God. You actually cannot be an authentic Christian or have an authentic Christian life without the help of the Holy Spirit. You simply are not enough in your own to do it. There's not enough willpower, our behavioral modification techniques, our philosophy, our theology, or any form of information that can give you the powers to be like Jesus because Jesus does things and acts in ways that are inhuman. They're literally not human. Praise the Lord. Amen. Uh, an elderly couple had a daughter late in life and she was a treasure of their life a man driving drunk hit her head-on and killed her, a young man. He is thrown into prison. The elderly couple go to prison. They say to the young man, we are the, uh, the parents of the girl that you killed, and we are here to have a Bible study with you. To make a long story short, in time they led this young man to Jesus, Before getting out of prison, they said to this young man, we were wondering if you would let us adopt you as our son. This is not human. This is not normal. This is not natural. And I could not do it. (laughs) Do you understand? But what I just said is the secret of everything in Christianity, ladies and gentlemen. It is what you cannot do that holds the treasures of authenticity. It is the very fact that you cannot be blamed for the miracles in your life. Only God can be blamed for those miracles. It is the very fact that you cannot take credit for the wonderful things that are happening in your life and the wonderful things that God will do, wants to do, and must do. It is the very fact that you are in a position where you require the help the supernatural intervention and the assistance of God to live the life God is asking you to live. As a matter of fact, it's the only life you can live. We have no choice but to be helped by God to live this life that is impossible for us to live in certain areas of our life. Some things are not hard for some of you. you some of you have never had a drink of liquor, so not drinking is not a problem. But those of you that are addicts and alcoholics and your mouth waters at a commercial... The smell of beer is like going to heaven. These things, you need the help of God. When you're uh, hooked on methamphetamines and you're willing to die to get another uh, hit of those drugs and you go down to 90 pounds and your teeth are falling out and the doctors are telling you you're going to die and you're willing to die anyway, then you need the help of God. So, this is what I'm talking about. Authenticity, being a genuine person, being an authentic human being, being real, being the true thing. Know that God does not condemn you for all your failures so far. You're not condemned for failure because failure is just a step into the victory. The only way you fail is by quitting. If you refuse to quit, sooner or later, you will have the victory. Can somebody shout and say, holla, holla, that's what I'm talking about. Come on, raise your hands and clap them and say, praise God. I'm not quitting. Come on, say it, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up on God. I'm not giving up on the Word of God. So, the Bible says you'll know people by their fruit. And that's the truth. Anybody can say anything. They can claim anything. They can say they're anything. But it's the fruit that tells you the kind of tree that a person is. Praise the Lord. It's just that simple. Now, at church, is not a good place to judge fruit because this is an hour and a half gathering. It's at home that your fruit must be judged. It's who you are at home that tells you what you're connected to. So the fruit you bear is the direct result of the thing you're connected to as a source. So whatever your source is, that's the fruit you bear. If you're connected to the source, God, the union, the vine, the branch, John 15, if you're connected to that, then certain types of fruit come out of your life. If you're connected to your ego, then pride comes out, arrogance comes out, conceit comes out, vanity comes out. Uh, language of profanity comes out, bullying comes out, controlling, manipulating, defying, uh, easily offended, all types of violent reactions, violent words, violent language because you're the fruit of the thing you're connected to. Your source determines your fruit. Praise the Lord. So here we are on Sunday at 1045, and we are going on a journey to see if something beautiful can happen to you today. Amen. Praise God. Would you hug somebody next to you and say something beautiful is going to happen? Come on, tell them. Say, I don't know about you. Put your hand on their shoulder and say, hey, something beautiful is going to happen. You're going to pay my house off and it's going to be a miracle. God is going to do it. So, it pleases God to be like Jesus. So God is pleased when you and I are like Jesus. God is not pleased when you and I copy behavior of people who are like Jesus and only use that behavior in front of people but then go home and the real us, raunchy, wretched, and vile, comes up. So I say that to tell you that God does not ask you to do something he doesn't already know you can do through him. Praise the Lord. So go ahead and hug another person next to you now and say, would $100 be too much for you to give me today? You that are like Jesus and resemble Jesus, surely $100 is not a lot on a beautiful Sunday like today. Hallelujah. (laughs) Philippians chapter 2, everybody. Let's go there. Fill up and complete my joy by living in harmony and joy, being of the same mind and one in purpose, having the same love, being in full accord and of one harmonious mind and one intention. Do nothing from factional motives through contentiousness or strife, or selfishness, or for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, lowliness of mind, let each regard the other as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourself. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Let the same mind and attitude be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility, who, although being essentially one with God and in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes. which make God God, did not think this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped or retained, but stripped himself of all his privileges and rightful dignity. So as to assume, assume the guise of a servant or a slave, and that he became like men and was born a human being, and after he had appeared in human form He abased and humbled himself still further and carried his obedience to the extreme of death, even the death of the cross. Praise God. Hallelujah. Here's the beautiful picture of Jesus. This is Christianity. This is what Christians are supposed to be like. This is the authentic Christian, the authentic Christian life right there in that portion of Scripture. There are many things that Christians no longer do and no longer live. And this is why they're unhappy and why they've been invaded by secret vices and tormenting desires. If we're not like Jesus, then we're not protected. If we don't act like Jesus, then we don't have power. And if we don't submit to Jesus, then we don't have the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And so here... Listed in all these scriptures that I just read are many impossibilities for me and you. Just take the one about not being selfish. Just that one. Think about how selfish you are and how selfish your children can be as they have fights about what restaurant they're going to eat at. Whoever rules the clicker of the house is the boss of the house. You didn't like that, praise the Lord. (laughs) So the word authentic, genuine, these are the definitions in the Bible. Really quickly, first it means to endure the test of time. Whatever's authentic is not changed by testing or testing for long periods of time. The real you is the real you. When Jesus changes you into himself, it is an eternal change. It's not temporal. When Jesus performs surgery on you and you become a new creature, a new species, it is not something done by the hands of a human. It's something done by the Holy Spirit and you are literally deposited inside you are pieces of eternity. Well, you cannot change eternity. So every piece of you that comes from God is eternal. When you die, you do not take your money with you or your clothes, but you take the pieces of eternity that you have apprehended and possessed. You do not go to heaven naked. You go to heaven with the pieces of Jesus that are part of your life and that have become a part of your daily living. Praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. Go ahead and hug somebody again. Praise the Lord. We're going to do a lot of hugging this morning. That's called comfort. Secondly, it means lacking falsehood. Lacking all falsehood. Three, it means proven by uh, testing and matching to the original. And fifthly, it means enduring hardship And finally, it means to be unmixed. Authenticity. Authentic. Praise the Lord. So, in the world, you have many things that are fake. For example, uh, there are counterfeiters and forgers. People who can actually create a, 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 a drawing that looks exactly like the original. Their skill is that high and that good that they can actually create an original and it looks just like the original until it is tested. Once the paint is tested and how long that paint is and how old that paint is and other ways of testing that they have, they can say, yeah, this looks exactly the same. This is like the greatest forger ever of all time, but... It is a fake. (coughs) Praise the Lord. And it's the same way. You can be in church long enough to for an hour and a half or whenever you're around people to behave like a Christian. But it really matters in the long run that a genuine authentic life is somebody that actually is kind to people that are mean. The way you know you've been walking with Jesus is you're kind to people that throw the finger at you on the road. Now, if you're a normal person, you will have thrown that finger back. Praise the Lord. Or you would have cussed them out. Or like I did one time, pulled over and said, get out. (laughs) And my young son had to grab my arm and say, you're a preacher. What is wrong with you, Dad?" Get in the car! I said, oh my God, I forgot, I forgot, I forgot. That was a long time ago, but it did happen. So, you can fake Jesus until the testing comes. Remember these three things this morning. When God is ready to promote you, he will send someone to offend you. If you love that person, you activate a promotion. If you don't love that person, you activate a retest. If you retest too much, the retesting will break you because you are not created to resist God. Two, when God is ready to change you, he will ask you to do something you hate. So most of your life is spent being offended, overcoming that, and doing things you hate. Because when you do something you hate and obey God in it, it changes who you are. And you begin to enjoy the beautiful fruit that comes from doing things you hate. Because true worship is obeying when you don't want to. Three, when God is ready to equip you or empower you, he will ask you to do something you're afraid of. So as a Christian, you're going to spend a lot of time dealing with bad people and learning how to be loving to those people and kind to those people because that's what an authentic Christian is like. You're going to spend a lot of your life doing things you hate until you love them Because it pleases God. And thirdly, you're going to have to face all your fears sooner or later if you're going to be like Jesus. Praise the Lord. So I remember when I first got saved and and God asked me to go and speak in front of uh, four or five people. I was terrified of it. I'd been terrified of it all my life. And I got in front, I went to the location where the three or four people were, and it ended up being 3,000 people. The preacher had lied to me. And I said that to him because I was a young Christian and I didn't know I couldn't cuss. So I just cussed him out. I said, you son of a, and I just let him have it. He said, are you going to speak or not? And I was so terrified because I had to be in front of these people and they had TV cameras and they had the radio there and all those kind of things. And I stood up there sick to my stomach thinking I was just going to faint or die. (laughs) But I stood there with nothing to say. The Holy Spirit touched me and healed me and I've been a preacher ever since. Because when God wants to equip you, he will ask you to do something you're afraid of. Praise the Lord. Authentic Christianity is not safe. There's no safeness in authentic Christianity. You're going to have to tell people about Jesus. You're going to tell people about Jesus who may cuss you out, throw the finger at you, or even spit in your face. Now, I've never had any of that happen to me. Because I found that the the way to tell people about Jesus is to really love them and care for them and have compassion for them, and then you don't raise your voice and you don't make a big noise and you don't act like some cult. You basically say, are you okay? Because you seem like you're under a lot of torment right now. That's how you do it. You actually care about the people. You have compassion. You really mean it. It's really genuine, and they can tell. They'll tell you anything. Because something that's genuine and authentic is very hard to resist. That's the way Jesus is. And that's the way Jesus is making us. Praise the Lord. Go ahead and grab somebody and shake them violently. (laughs) And say, praise God. The devil cannot handle the real Jesus. Anything in you that is of God automatically repels the devil. Anything in you that is of the devil automatically partners with the devil and you're instantly in a discipleship situation. For example, the Lord told me this this year. He said, Ivan, hate is how you make Satan your pastor. To hate a person is to take Satan as your pastor because he will pastor you when you hate. You see that the authentic Christian, the genuine Christian, does not play with Satan, does not partner with Satan, does not accept satanic traits of personality, character, nature, uh, language, behavior, nothing like that. Because we are authentic and we say that is not of God and if that is in my life that is going to make me like the devil. So when you're authentic you're transparent. You're see-through. You put yourself in a lifestyle of see-through. No secrets. To at least one person in your life you have to be totally see-through. Someone in your life needs to know everything going on in your life in order for God to help you get out of whatever it is that you in your past have made relationships with and partnerships with. Praise God. Tell somebody right now, your life is about to get a lot better. So we know that without the power of the Holy Spirit, there are certain people we cannot love. Yet Jesus said, love your enemies. He said anybody can love somebody that loves them But I don't want you to do that. I want you to love people that hate you. I want you to love people that don't like you. This is the test of the authentic Christian life and this is the test of where we dwell and where we're abiding. Praise God. How many of you want to have the Bible come to life? And the blessings of God in your life. And you don't want to be unhappy and require drugs to make it through your day. Emotionally. Praise the Lord. And do you want to please God? Do you want God to say, look at my child. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your father. Don't you want to hear those words? Because even though we don't earn our salvation and can't, the fruit of being saved is doing good through Jesus. That's the sign. Faith with our works. Faith without works is dead. So the fruit of being saved and authentic is that you act like Jesus, Acts 10, 38. Jesus went around doing good and healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So he walked around healing people and doing good. Praise God. It's going to be difficult to get along with certain people because they will have, for whatever reason they will have a desire to mess you up. They will talk bad about you. They will gossip about you. They'll talk behind your back. They'll distort information, distort the facts. And this is going to bring you to a point where you're going to have to choose Christ-likeness or devil-likeness. Praise the Lord. And everybody has chosen devil-likeness plenty of times. Amen? I did. On a variety of occasions, I asked the Lord if I could hit someone in the mouth. I said, oh, Father, could I hit them in the mouth? I'm asking from a sincere heart. (laughs) And it was the same person, and the answer was no all three times that I asked. You know that I honestly believed that God was going to let me do it? And I was a preacher. I mean, I said, Lord, surely you know that this works. (laughs) Praise the Lord. But to some of you, you know, gentle souls that even as lost people wouldn't do it, understand that not everybody's like you. Some people are crazy like me and have violent tendencies without God. We need Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So don't judge us too harshly. Because being like Jesus takes a great deal of courage. It's not something that works for cowards. You cannot be a genuine Christian if you're a coward. When you're close to Jesus and in the Holy Spirit, bravery enters you. Because being mixed with God, being in God, spending time with God, walking with God makes you very bold and brave and confident because you're not driven now by boldness or bravery. You're driven by compassion. And compassion feels people's pain. And when you feel somebody's pain, you're automatic reaction to that is what do I do to help this person? How can I make this person better? This is the authentic person. It's not some plastic thing. It's not some way you dress. It's not any of those outward things. It's the inside of the heart. You either have compassion or you don't have compassion. And as you know, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a society today where compassion has gone out the door and everybody hates everybody in all kinds of different ways and there's more bias and prejudice and racism than ever before because it's all being brought up into the surface and the genuine authentic man or woman of God has got to face all these realities as well and you've got to decide, listen, I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to be a Christian. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to follow the Bible. I'm going to do what God wants me to do. This is the life I've chosen. I have chosen Jesus in heaven and He's my Lord and Savior and I'm going to follow Him for the rest of my life. And this is when the real life begins, not some little syrupy religious thing. Amen. Praise God. Give somebody a high five and say, remember, you cannot break something that is authentic, genuine, and real. That's why your marriage won't break. Not because you have two people in the marriage that are like amazing. No, it's because either one or two of the people have decided For better or for worse, baby. In sickness and in health, till death do us part. I have made a covenant. I'm dying with you. I don't care what you look like when I die, when you die. (laughs) But I'm sticking with you. Because that's what authenticity is. That's what genuineness is. You actually met the vows you spoke when you got married and they become unconditional to you. And you say, no. I have made my vows before God and I live in a covenant and the days that I don't like you, I'm just going to go for a walk. And the days that I cannot stand you, I'm just going to pray for you. I'm going to believe God. I'm going to ask God to help me have grace and have the spirit of love and mercy and be like Jesus because I know that I am full of the flesh and I have to lean on God and I have to dwell on God and I have to have God living in me in the form of his word and I have to speak his word and sing his word and pray his word in order to be affected by it and have transformations of my DNA take place. Praise God. Look at seven people around you and say, that's what I'm talking about. Say these words out loud. I am not a forgery. Put your hand on your heart. Say, I'm not a forgery. I'm not a fake. I'm not made of plastic. I'm born again from God. Jesus lives in my heart. The devil is a liar, and I will not serve him in any way, to any degree, in any capacity. Jesus has filled my life with his wonderful love. I want to be like Jesus, and I want to be authentic and genuine in my life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hug somebody again, because we're hugging today. We're in a hug fest. So the secret then is we're perfect in heart, but not perfect in behavior. The second secret is that we're positionally perfect and experientially broken. So that the secret then becomes to take our position in Jesus that he bought at Calvary and learn how to possess it and make it our experience. And that's what I'm teaching you today is that you're already perfect in all ways, positionally with Jesus on the day that He died. But it doesn't do me any good for you to be positionally joyful when you're depressed in reality. So you must take your position and make it your possession. And that comes through the knowledge of revelation through the Word of God and submission to the Holy Spirit in your life. If you do not submit to the Holy Spirit, when he prompts you to do something, you will not be Christ-like and you will not be authentic or genuine. Somebody will come along that will push the right button and make you lose your mind. Praise God. So while we dwell in God and dwell in the Holy Spirit, remember not everybody who seems to be Christ-like is Christ-like because you must ask hard questions and give yourselves hard answers to be real. Praise the Lord. And so, it's very, very important what I just said. Very, very important. 2 Corinthians 5.17 If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away and everything becomes new. Everybody said, Lord. All the old stuff is walking out of my life. And I'm walking into you in all aspects of my life. So one of the signs of being authentic and genuine is that old things in your life pass away and everything becomes new. You literally become, the Bible says, a new species. And the word there for species is DNA. Your actual DNA is changed when you dwell in God. When you spend time with Jesus, your actual DNA is changed from the DNA of your mother and your father and your grandparents. That DNA is changed into the DNA of Jesus. So now what was impossible to do now becomes natural to do because it's your DNA to do it. Just like you had the DNA of your mother and of your grandfather and it was easy to be like them. And one day you woke up, looked in the mirror and said, I am my mother. Because that's your DNA. Now you have the DNA of Jesus. And as you spend time in God, that DNA takes over and starts dominating you. And you look in the mirror and you say, wow, I see Jesus. I wanted to originally hit a person. Now I actually want to give them money. Because you see, authentic Christianity is when somebody steals from you or tries to steal from you, you write them a check. Do you see how this is not possible? And some of you would never think of it. You will take them to court. But actually, if somebody tries to steal something, the Bible says, write them a check. Give them the, give them the other coat. Do you understand that Jesus is not asking us to do things that seem reasonable to the human soulish mind? He is asking us to live according to his kingdom. His kingdom has another culture and another set of rules. And when you live according to God's kingdom, then you activate the blessings of that kingdom and and the promotions of that kingdom and the prosperities of that kingdom. You writing a check to somebody that tried to steal something for you and saying, hey, I know you tried to steal from me, but I'm going to write you a check as a love offering, because I've been praying for you that Jesus will come into your life and that you'll get saved and full of the Holy Spirit, and God will save your whole family and your children, and I want to just send you a check because I know you're having a hard time right now. Here's $500 that I'm giving you in love. This is not sarcastic or mean. I really mean this, and I'm praying for you. Do you understand what I'm saying now, ladies and gentlemen? This is a different kind of Christian. This is a different kind of genuineness. This is the real thing right here. This is the kind of Christian you and I are called to become. And what does that do when you do that? It releases you from their power to dominate your emotions through bitterness, hate, resentment, jealousy, anger, and the desire to take revenge. Not only does it do that, it unleashes prosperity in your life. And all of a sudden for the $500 you sent, you're not getting $5,000 from sources. You don't even know where it came from. Because God is so happy with behavior that matches his son that anytime anybody matches his son, genuinely and authentically, he releases heaven on that person favor enters your life, blessing enters your life, and the members of your family that were rigid against Jesus begin to get saved. Holla, holla, Praise God. Look at three people and say, that's all I can handle. We see in James or John 15 about abiding, but I want to talk to you that authentic Christians dwell in Jesus. They walk in Jesus. But here is the word that I like to use so it doesn't become just some kind of um, you know, generality. Sweet communion. This is the best way for you to know you're dwelling in Jesus. Dwelling in Jesus is not going to church, even though that's a very necessary and important part of your life. Dwelling in Jesus is sweet communion with Jesus. It's actually being in communion with God all day, all the time. Listening to God, hearing His voice, Him talking to you, having conversations, and so on and so forth. This year on January the 1st, we were having our family vision meeting where our whole family gathers together and we talk about the whole year and what our vision is and what we're going to do and all that. And while we're talking, I just felt my heart uh, want to say something to God. And I said, I said, Lord, and everybody's talking in there. Everybody's talking, I said, Lord, I'd like to build 100 widow's houses this year. They're $7,500 a piece. I said, I'd like to build 100 widow's houses. Do you understand the money that is? And I just said it like that, and everybody said, wow, wow, that would be amazing, praise God, Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. And that's what I said. (laughs) Because it was an outrageous request. But I really felt connected to my father when I said it. I, I felt like he was right there looking at me, and that he had actually put that desire in my heart for me to pray it. He gave me that to pray so three months ago, my daughter Bethany calls. She says, Pop, you're not going to believe this. Somebody just gave us all the money to build all the houses. <laughs> so by December of this year, we'll have 100 widow's houses built and paid for. Can somebody say, "holla that's what I'm talking about. I didn't say, God, give me a new house or God, give me a car or God, give me a motorcycle or God, give me a wife. I didn't say any of those things. Because that's not genuine, ladies and gentlemen. It's not authentic. It's rooted in greed. It's not the same thing. I said, no, I want to build a 100 widow's houses and i like to rescue 1,000 orphans by the power of the Holy Spirit and send them all through graduate school. That's, what, that's the desire of the genuine heart when God gives it to you in a particular area. And you may not have it in every, every, uh, every area to begin with. You may just have it in like one thing but it begins to spread and take you over until it's everywhere. And all of a sudden, you really look and act like a Christian is supposed to. Anybody can cuss people out. All of us can hate. We can just throw the finger at everybody, cuss everybody out, and call it real. I'm real. I'm not a fake. Like these fake Christians, sons of a motherless goat. I'm the real thing, blankety-blank-blank-blank. Anybody can cuss. The devil cusses. Cussing is a sign that you're connected to unhappiness. Happy people don't cuss. Now, cuss all you want. I'm not telling you not to cuss. I understand the anointing of cussing. It's a beautiful thing. A cuss word put at the right place just sounds real. I understand. I've done lots of it. But I'm telling you, when love fills your heart, that language leaves your body. When you don't have love, that language dominates your body because it's rooted in the spirit of complaining. And complaining is how you tell God you do not trust his plan for your life. Hala, hala. Give somebody a high five and say, praise God. Is it almost over? (laughs) Sweet communion. The best way to describe sweet communion to any of you that may not have experienced it is when you had your first baby. And they put that baby in your arms. That baby held your finger and that, that baby had the smell they have when you... Having, you know, that baby smell they have, that's called communion. That's what you're supposed to experience with God. I now have 10 grandchildren. We just had one three months ago. My son Gavin's wife had a, a little boy. So he's about this big, and you got that little thing in there, and you're shaking because, you know, you could break it or snap it or... And, <laughs> But then you get the smell and you're, mm, mm, mm. you're mm, mm, mm. It's filling all your senses. Praise the Lord. Well, if you don't have sweet communion, then you're not going to be sweet. You're not sour by accident. You're not mean by accident. You're not harsh by accident. You dwell in harshness up here and it comes out through your personality. Sweetness is what Christians are because we dwell with a loving, sweet God. Sweetness brings healing to the family. No family ever got healed by cussing each other out. You're not going to have a great family when you slap your wife. There's nothing good going to happen from that when you tell your husband he's a loser and a worthless pig, that's not going to bring anything good. It's Jesus. You and I are called to be genuine followers of Jesus. Now, if you've done bad things, don't get condemned this morning. That's not why we're here. Nobody's trying to say, you know, everybody has to be perfect. What we're saying is, When you have a perfect heart, it will always lead you out of darkness into light. Praise the Lord. Sweet communion. Staying hungry for God, that's authentic. Being humble in the midst of proud people, this is very difficult, but it's what Jesus does. He allows you to be humble while you're in the midst of arrogant and proud people. Jesus not only could do it, he could actually wash people's feet without feeling used, humiliated, and inferior. Because humility is not inferior, it is superior. Because pride is the mouth of Satan asking you to let him devour you. Because God resists pride and gives grace to the humble. So when you are kind and humble and meek and sweet, it draws the presence of God into the room and into the family. When you're proud and arrogant and contentious and strifeful, it brings demons into the atmosphere. Because remember, strife and contention are the beginning of murder. What God wants to do is everybody, what the devil wants is for everybody to kill each other. And what God wants to do is to deliver everybody and make everybody healers. Praise the Lord. Come on, give somebody a high five and say, I'll reduce the price to $50. How about helping me with that? Praise God. (laughs) A genuine Christian forgives the unforgivable. And not only that, ladies and gentlemen, because I know there are things that have happened that some of you say, I'll never forgive that person. And if they stood in front of me right now, I'd shoot them dead. And I know that. I know that. I had a man tell me that in a service. He said, if that man showed up, I'd kill him right now, right here. I said, okay, well, I understand. I felt those emotions myself. (laughs) (laughs) Hate is not a sin. Continuing to hate is a sin. Feeling hate is not a sin. You fall on your knees when you feel hate and say, God... I don't want to be mentored by Satan, so drive this out of me right now, and I'm not getting off my knees until this leaves. Some of us leave sheltered lives where we don't ever come across people that we hate or can be provoked to hate. But others of you work in the world with people that hate and are full of all kinds of rage. That is a different thing. Not everyone's experience is the same. But still, you're in church today so that you can become like Jesus. Do you agree? Yes. Praise the Lord. And do you agree that the Holy Spirit wants to empower you and anoint you today to be authentic and genuine? That means no lying, not, not telling lies, not living a double life, not loving one kind of person and hating another kind of person. That's not genuine. That's why there's no racist in heaven. No races will go to heaven. There's not one single race of any color that will end up in heaven. Black races, white races, brown races, yellow races, they're all going to hell. They're not going to go to heaven if they don't repent. You can't hate a person you don't know and say you're saved. God is not colorblind. He's color coordinated. Meaning that all color is a part of God's beauty. And that's why we love each other, all races, all colors. We all love each other because that's the heart of Jesus. It's just another shade of the beauty of God. And that's why we love homosexuals. And that's why we love everybody because God loves everybody. You are priceless To begin with, you don't start at zero, ladies and gentlemen. You start at 100. You are worth whatever God was willing to pay for you. That's every human. Every human. Every human. Every human. Saved and unsaved. Every While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and loved us. You're priceless, so you start at 100, not zero with God. Your sins do not overpower your value. Amen. Jesus is God, so the price God paid was himself, so God paid for you with himself, so you are worth what God is worth to himself. That's your value. Now who else on this earth has the power to give you that kind of value? That's because Jesus is amazing. Praise the Lord. Give somebody a high five and say, Jesus is amazing. Put your hand on your chest and say, I have extreme value. It's perfect value because of a perfect sacrifice by a perfect God gives me pricelessness in the eyes of God. That's even if you don't have Jesus. Praise the Lord. So let me see your hands if you really want to be an authentic Christian and have an authentic Christian life. Do you know that authentic Christians get people saved? What? Wait a minute. Do you mean that if I haven't witnessed to anybody in the last 25 years, then I may be backslidden in my compassion for the lost? Exactly. Exactly. Compassion for the lost doesn't come on its own. It must be prayed for. You must actually ask God to give it to you. Otherwise, you're going to be offended at the world and keep Jesus from them. So they go to hell. But an authentic Christian doesn't do that. Authentic people realize people are going to hell and I'm crossing paths, so God, I need you to anoint me to get people saved. Because it's a sign that I'm actually in fellowship with you. Do you think that Jesus wants anybody to go to hell? Does Jesus want anybody to go to hell? If he doesn't want anybody to go to hell, and you're the only person with access to that person, don't you think that in your time alone with God, he would tell you, you need to, uh, you know, do what you got to do to get this person out of hell? Because I'm going to give you the words, I'm going to give you anointing, I'm going to give you the compassion. But if you don't even bother to ask, there's a problem. Because authentic Christianity is all about saving the lost. Every church must do it. Every individual must do it. Everybody must do it. It's all that it's all about is getting people out of hell, ladies and gentlemen, and rejecting all the preachers and doctrine that say there is no hell now and that everybody's going to heaven, including the devil. Your blessings are waiting for your authenticity. All the blessings you're looking for, they're waiting for you at the place of authenticity. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Look at two people and say, I think Ivan's almost done. Praise God. We are to be kind to the rude. We're to give to those that steal from us. We're to bless those that curse us. We are to see others as better than ourselves better than ourselves. That means the homeless. That means people that hate you. We're supposed to see them as better than ourselves because that's the genuine Christian life. And if you don't even pray for each other, well, it's very difficult to love something you don't pray for. That's what I found out. That if you're going to love somebody that you don't like, you're going to have to pray your way there because it's not coming naturally. You literally have to get on your knees and say, oh, my cousin, oh, my mother-in-law, Ooh, Jesus. And that's where you'll start. You'll start it naked. And then you just pray your way. Days of praying, sincerely praying and asking for blessings. Slowly your heart begins to change. The ugliness begins to leave. The sweetness takes over. Now this person no longer is a threat to you because what you love cannot threaten you. It's only what you hate that has power to destroy you. But what you love, it has no power to hurt you. Genuine love speaks well of those that speak bad of you. Christians don't gossip in their bedroom to each other and talk bad about people, even if the people deserve it. Christians get on their knees and say, man, right now I feel a spirit of gossip coming on me, accusation slander. Let's get on our knees and pray right now because I don't want to bring that spirit into my home. I don't want to have that ugly feeling in the atmosphere of this house. So let's get on our knees and pray right now for these people that are saying these terrible things about us and talking bad and making up lies and doing this and that. Let's just do it right now. That's how you do it. You get on your knees and say you're the you're a real Christian, then that's what real Christians do. And you know another thing real Christians don't do? They don't divorce each other. And I don't mean husband and wife. I mean people. Cuz there could be a lot of good reasons to get rid of somebody, but not irreconcilable differences. Oh, I don't like him. Oh, they don't love me. Oh, no, no, no. They're beating you? Okay. Uh, They're molesting your children? Okay. Uh, They're committing adultery? Okay. Oh, I just don't like them anymore. They gain too much weight. So? That's it. You got it. There's no upgrades. What you got is what you got. That's the enchilada. Praise the Lord. You just can't trade things in. And I travel all over the world. Christians divorce each other like that. Not husband and wife, I'm talking about, friendships. One negative thing happens, because this is the truth, ladies and gentlemen, you don't know who your friends are until you offend them. Once you offend them, now you're going to see if they're your friends. Because your friends will say, wow, that really offended me. And then you say, I'm so sorry, I'll never do it again. Okay. Let's keep going then people that are not genuine, that's it. They won't even talk to you. They won't see you. They won't respond to you. They won't answer your calls. They won't do nothing. They'll just never talk to you again. Because they're already in a spirit of divorce. And they teach that to their children when they go to school. Who? They did what? They said what? Never talk to them again. Have nothing to do with them. Avoid them completely. Training a child to divorce. Instead of oh. Well, let's pray for them, and what do we do with people that treat us bad? We speak well of them, we pray for them, and we bring them a gift. Now you're talking about Christianity. And ladies and gentlemen, that's what we're into, Christianity, the real thing. Praise the Lord. Play my music. Everybody close your eyes today. Tonight, as we minister tonight, we'll be ministering to everybody in the gifts of the Spirit, which I'll also do this morning in a little bit. Uh, but tonight we're talking about how to love God and do you really love God because the essence of Christianity is loving Jesus. It's the most life-changing message I think God has ever given me and it's going to change your life. As they play this music, I want you to think about yourself, where you're at, and what's been going on in your life. Because it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Yet you may be saying right now, am I really a Christian? Do I even have the fruit of Christianity in my life? Has something crept into my life that is not from God? Have I allowed something to enter my life that is not beautiful? and lovely and Christ-like, have I embraced it, have I led it into my life? And as you sit there and you ask yourself, dear God in heaven, I want the real Jesus in my life, I want to be like Jesus, he is my all in all, I want that in my life the first and utmost question of all questions that you will ever be asked by god or the holy spirit is this question if you die today are you a hundred percent sure that you're going to go to heaven can you say without doubt in your mind if i died right now If I died right now, I have no doubt whatsoever that I would go to heaven. Can you be honest enough to say I am not 100% sure that if I died right now, I would go to heaven. If I died at night in my bed, I cannot say, I have absolutely no doubt, I'm not sure, but you are saying as you sit there, I want that peace given to me by God because I know I can't buy it from anybody. Only God can put that in your heart and that's why you're even here today. You are here so that you don't have to fear going to hell when you die. And so that peace can enter your heart and you can begin to live a life guided by eternity so as you think about that i want to ask you to do something very simple right now right there where you're sitting if you want to go to heaven when you die if you want to have that peace in your heart if you want that all i'm asking you to do right there where you're sitting is to lift your hand high enough for me to see and then I'm going to pray for you and God is going to do a miracle for you and it's going to change your life. Oh my gosh, look at all the hands going up right now and stretch them up high. Stretch them so God can see them and say, I'm not ashamed because he said, if you're not ashamed of me, I will not be ashamed of you. Look at all the hands, Lord, everywhere, hands are going up right now, everywhere there, 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 everywhere. People are lifting their hands because they know this is an eternal moment in their life. Now, all of you that lifted your hands, I just want you to stand right there where you're at and let me pray for you right now. Quickly stand to your feet. If you lifted your hand and I'm going to pray for you right now and we're going to settle this. We're going to settle this in your life for all eternity so that the devil does not have the ability to accuse you anymore. Because Jesus is going to change your world and change your life by his wonderful power. Everyone that's standing, would you look at me for one second? May I have the honor of leading you in a prayer, and may I have your permission to lead you in that prayer. If I have that, would you wave your hand at me? May I lead you in that prayer? Just wave your hand at me. Would you do this for me? Would you walk up here for one second so I can look into your eyes as quickly as you can? Give them a hand as they come, walk right up here. I will not embarrass you or make you say anything to anybody. Just walk right up here quickly Leave your seat, give them a hand like your mother's coming up here. Come on. I'd clap a lot better if my mama was coming up here, I'll tell you that. Why do I ask people to come forward? Because Jesus said something very powerful. He said, if you're ashamed of me in front of people, I will be ashamed of you in front of my Father. But if you confess me in front of people, then I'll confess your name to my Father in front of Him and all the angels of heaven. So what you're doing here is guaranteeing Jesus will be there on that day to confess your name as belonging to Him. And that is a big and important thing. That's why I have people come forward. Change it to one of those other songs, would you? As you do that, and as these people are here, we're going to do one last thing. All of you that are sitting out there, let's have compassion. Ask everybody around you, are you 100% sure you're going to go to heaven when you die? Just ask everybody around you. Be brave. Let compassion lead you. Go ahead and do it now. If they say, I don't know, would you volunteer to walk them up here and to come up here with them? Say, I'll go up there with you. I'll go up there with you right now if you want me to. I'll walk up there with you. Sometimes people need that. It doesn't matter how. It just matters that it happens. Let me say these statements to you then. Those of you that have came forward. Sooner or later, if it hasn't happened already, you're going to ask somebody to forgive you at some point. And some of those people may say, no, I won't forgive you. And they'll never forgive you. Not till you, not ever. Because they're that kind of person, they cannot forgive you. There are others you will ask to forgive you, and they will say, yes, I will forgive you. And they will say, I forgive you. The next time you do something wrong, they will bring up everything they forgave you for. Because they cannot forget their pain that you brought to them. Even if they want to. Some of them cannot do it. God is not like people. When God forgives someone... He does something that is totally necessary for you to go on with your life. And that is that He makes Himself forget what you did. So that it actually no longer exists in God's mind. It is as if you did not do it. That is called the forgiveness of God. Because as long as you're carrying your guilt on your back or your blame on your back or your shame on your back, You will never be at peace about heaven. You've got to know right now that everything that you have done is about to be forgiven and erased and forgotten. And that you can start a brand new life without all of those things in your life. That's how it works. And that's why it works. If I carried my past into today, I could not do this. But because I know my past is forgiven and forgotten, then I can live my life from that moment on. You're gonna to need to forgive the people that have hurt you, and most important, you have to forgive yourself, which is harder to do. But if you don't forgive yourself, then God's forgiveness doesn't work. Are you all ready, everybody? Would you stretch your hands out towards them right now? And let's all say the prayer out loud together. Say, dear God in heaven, I repent for my fear, my doubt, and all my sins. I turn my back on Satan and his plan for my life. I turn my back on the devil. I make no covenants with him from this day forward. I reject him in all areas of my life. I now invite Jesus to be the Savior of my life, the Lord of my life, and I invite you, Jesus, to come and live in my life, dwell in my life, and lead my life. I say out loud, I want Jesus. I believe He died at Calvary for my sins, and my sins are now forgiven and I am washed clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Write my name, Lord, in the Lamb's book of life so that when I die, I will go to heaven in Jesus' name. I forgive myself and I forgive all others that use me, betrayed me, abused me, and hurt me in any way. I let them go as you're letting me go, and I'm starting brand new in the name of Jesus. I'm going to heaven when I die. I'm going to follow Jesus every day for the rest of my life, in Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations everybody. Would you all turn around for a minute? Don't go anywhere, just turn around. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, can I present to you these men and women and children that have been forgiven. They're on their way to heaven and the devil is a liar. Their doubts have been destroyed. Their heart has been renewed and they're going to walk on a path to God's glory and God's will in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you may be seated then. Praise the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand for that, everybody. Now, let me minister to the wives in this section over here. All you wives in this section, would you all stand up if you're a wife in that section? And everybody stretch your hands out to them. Bob, would you get a microphone? Where's Bob? Yeah. And just start at the front right here, Bob. And get her name for the the recording. Yeah, just give your name there, ma'am. Everybody stretch your hands out to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, I see a picture right now, ma'am, of an old house. This house is like one of those beautiful, it has big pillars, lots of windows, but it's very old, that house. At one time, that house was new and carried with it all the beauties of what is new time has made it old but the holy spirit says that you're not old that inside you are new freshly built and freshly created you see yourself as old but god is changing that about you right now and you're going to see that you're brand new in jesus and can do the things you used to do 30 years ago God is going to give you that grace and bless you with it. That's your word? You may sit down, man. Praise the Lord. Let's go right here. Susan. I see you, ma'am. There's this ladder like this. It's uh, The kids play on it on the playground. I'm not sure what it's called right there. Monkey bars perhaps. And, and you're going like this back and forth. You're this way and then backwards, frontwards. And it's you exactly as you look right now. And you're doing that. God is going to give you back the childlike spirit which will give you the power to enjoy your life, ma'am, and to be very happy with the simple things that are around you. This is going to make you a healer of people, and you'll get people delivered from the spirits of depression, futility, and death. That's your word, ma'am. Go ahead. Helen. Uh, ma'am, I see a bag right, right there. You have the bag in your hand, and I see pearls shooting out. You have it like this, and pearls are shooting out. Pearls represent a variety of things. Number one, they present things that are precious to you. God wants me to tell you that the people that are precious to you, He has them under control, and He will make sure they turn out to be like pearls. They're precious to you already, but they're going to be precious to the kingdom of God. You will not be a poor woman spiritually. You'll be a rich woman. God will give you wealth of the kingdom of God, and you will hold it and be able to have it in your hands and enjoy life. It's blessing and it's worth. There you go, ma'am. To have seen it. Barbara. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I'm just seeing a, a whole choir, ma'am, of angels. I've never seen these things before or said this to anybody. But I see a big choir and there's angels everywhere and they're all singing and you're leading the choir. And the Holy Spirit is telling me there's a lot of music still to be born out of your life. A lot of beautiful sounds are still to come out of your life. And that you're going to have a part in making many people beautiful to god because anybody that worships is beautiful to god that's part of your thing praise the lord sharon yeah so i see broken trees like this man lots of them i just see trees broken like in a forest and they're not broken as in sod but they've been pushed which means wind rain and flood has broken them But you're going over there and praying for them. The trees are straightening out. Now, (laughs) hear my words on this. That part of your ministry will be literally to heal people that have been broken by rain, floods, and storms. Literally, their lives have been broken by the stresses and pressures of life. First, he does it to you. And then you, then do it to others. That's your word. Praise the Lord. Judy. Yeah. So you're diving into quicksand, ma'am. I can see it like that. You're just diving in. Because you have no fear of what is fearful, meaning that what has scared you in the past will not scare you in the future. That because you have God, you will be able to do things that are not naturally normal to do, and God will give you that ability to do it. What is dangerous, you will be able to jump into it and rescue people out of it. That's your word from God. Praise the Lord. Right there. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. The Lord's just telling me to tell you that he heard your prayers this morning and that they've been answered, and you're going to start to see the fruit of that. It's going to be beautiful. Like your whole entire family is going to get literally attacked by God. And you're going to say, wow, God has done something for me that I could never imagine. There will be people in your family that love Jesus so much, that don't love him right now, that love him so much. And you're going to say, oh, my God, I cannot believe what's happening right now. Because it's going to be, you're about to get baptized in the beauty of long-term miracles. Woo, I received that from myself. Everybody say that. I received that from myself. Praise God. Go ahead and let's get. Yes, ma'am, I see you lifting big heavy weights like at a gym. But the weights are so heavy that they make the bars bend like this. And I don't know if you've ever seen those. They live, And the bar is literally, the bar bends from the weight. But you're lifting it easily. Which means that the Lord is giving you strength right now to get the burdens on your soul, off of your soul. And that you're going to have a free soul. And the things you're worried about and concerned about are all going to start ending. And God is going to start providing answers for you. And you're going to have so much joy. You're going to run, go around laughing dancing and singing and thanking God for the miracle he has done. Your strength is about to be multiplied. Mariella. you've walked through a new door tonight or this morning, a door that's never been opened to you and it's never been revealed to you and now God is going to reveal himself to you. He's going to put himself on display so that you understand what his will is for your life. Your past is gone. Bad things that have happened to you in the past are not going to repeat themselves in the future. God is now your protector and your heavenly father. God bless you. How are you doing? Guadalupe, ¿hablas inglés? ¿Entiendes inglés? Okay. So, everybody stretch your hands out there today. And I want to tell you something. God is going to surprise you. I'm seeing you inside of a little, it looks like a little uh, a little building. It's real small, like 8 feet by 10 feet. The wood is broken through. Wind is coming in. It's cold. You've been through a very hard time in your life, where you were scared, where you were alone, and where it was dangerous. But you're okay now because God is not keeping you in that house he's removing the house and he's putting you in his hand god will carry you in his hand and the bible says nothing can by any means hurt you while you're in the hollow right there of god's hand so you're protected now by the lord praise god selena i see a lot of sunshine like a lot of suns like Like there's one sun, but I see lots of them, like hundreds of them. And the scripture, Proverbs 4.18, like the sun comes up in the morning, so your light is about to spring and come up and be so bright, like the brightness of a hundred suns, which means you will have answers, revelation, and understanding, and all the things you're going through right now, and the confusion you're in right now is about to come to an end. Praise God, peace is going to be the umpire of your life. How you doing, ma'am? Hey, uh, could you go lay hands on her real quick, Miss Melissa? Praise the Lord. So here's what I'm I'm seeing right here. Uh, I'm seeing a big valley. Like this would be almost uh, like a mini Grand Canyon, big valley, with thousands of eagles. There are eagles everywhere, I can see thousands of them. Some of them are sitting on your shoulders. The Bible says you will mount up with wings like an eagle. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. Meaning that the Holy Spirit is taking you to a level where what your life is like and the way you see it is about to change. And you're about to go to a level in God where you know only God could have taken you there because you cannot take yourself there. You have battles in your life. You have warfare that's in your life. You have lack. God is about to send you resources, bless you financially and help you establish your life so that Satan does not have access to you anymore as he has in the past. You've come out of the darkness and you're about to walk into the hands of God. That's your word, ma'am, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Diane. Yes, ma'am. And and Diane, can I ask you a few questions? And are you married, ma'am? And do you have children? You have one child. And how old is that child? Thirty-three. Yes, ma'am. Two. Two. Yeah. Well, okay. So let me tell you what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit says, because I see a lot of children. Now, a lot of children represents several things. One, it represents births born from prayer, meaning that when you pray for certain people, they will literally have a rebirth. That's one of the things. The second thing that means is, the ability to create. That's a very powerful thing. And the third thing that it means is children represent the joy and happiness of life because of innocence. God is taking you back to when you were innocent in here. Because of innocence, your prayers always get answered because pureness is innocence. You're now gonna become a person to God that is innocent in the desires of your heart. Because of that, a lot of new birth is gonna come into your life. What a word, I received it from myself, in the name of Jesus. Look at 10 people and say, that was for me. How are you doing, man? Praise God. Seven things I hear right now in my spirit. One, you're a saint of God. Two, God loves you very much. Three, you're gonna have a lot of power in the Holy Spirit. Four, the devil's getting out of everybody you've been praying for. Five, your whole house will become sanctified by the blood of Jesus. Six, the power of God will be on you day and night. And seven, you will not be afraid of anything from this day forth. That's your word, God bless you. Praise the Lord. Everybody say, holla, holla. So, that's all I gotta say. God bless you. Here's the pastor. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. Be sure to visit gchurch.net for more information about this podcast and other resources.